Hey, nerds! It's Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Exclusive tabletop game podcast for the uh, Pacific Northwest. All levels of gamers. Analog gaming. Tabletop news. Dungeons and Dragons. Stupid, mindless, bad. There will definitely be some. That, that's probably our best. Lot that, that's, 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 our, that's our best feature. You are listening to the Geeks of Cascadia podcast. This podcast is brought to you by OrcaCon. This section of the podcast is brought to you by Around the Table, Linwood's premier game store and hangout for game lovers of all ages. Buy a game, play one of ours, or join us for a drink. Whichever you choose, you'll have a great time. Around the Table Game Pub. Now back to our show. Hey, geeks. Blue Samurai here, and I am with. Rebeculous, and above me is I am still Paul, and it is and that... episode seventy-three of <gasps> Cascadia. God, we're senior citizens. Yes. Jeez, yeah, that's great. So, um, we have a um, a pretty big big show because it might be over hey, an Ed hour. Sullivan, yes, yeah, so, and that's because uh, the segment that we planned for this episode which was uh behind the dm screen went a little long uh because we were reviewing storm lord's wrath yeah and there was a lot to say and uh, it was hard to keep some people on task and so <laughs> it, it went a little longer than usual it's worth it though every minute is riveting oh, yeah. really good um uh, obviously, there's some spoilers, so um, oh yeah, definitely. Stay tuned spoilers, for that. Spoilers. I I don't think anything that would ruin your your adventure, but still, just warning out there. Um, so with that, um, why don't we go into? Well, there is no con news because guess what? No cons. cons My job. Your con is probably canceled. And we've made all the con pun jokes that we yes. possibly can. And it's probably virtual. Um, so in the wow. meantime, we Lots do have. Some small gaming news uh, that uh, Rebeculous will go through quickly. Yes, I will. Thank Shall you. I start now? Okay. Thank you. Uh, so you know how I like to have a theme, right? Um, so my theme, since th- uh, Valentine's Day is up and coming, that was going to be my theme. But uh, there's really just only one game that I found for that, and it was really X-rated, so I can't really describe it here. So in keeping <laughs> with the... In keeping with the Valentine's well, if you join us for Geeks of Cascadia after dark, yes, she'll review that for you. That's right, true. I will. Uh, anyway, in keeping with the Valentine's Day uh, uh, trajectory, we're doing uh, games of war, war games, because, um, you know, what's the opposite of love? War, sure. right? So this first one is called, uh, maybe you can help me with this pronunciation, uh, Tarawa. Tarawa. Yes, that's the yes. name of a battle in World War II, right? You got it. Exactly. Wow. And I thought you'd know Blue Samurai because, of yes. course, it has a lot to do with uh, the Japanese in World War II and the island hopping uh, situation that happened there. Tarawa is um, uh, it's on Kickstarter. It's already super duper funded, probably because it looks really cool. Uh, Worthington Publishing, uh, Virginia Beach, Virginia, who created this game. And um, it's it looks uh, it's one of those do as the card says kind of things. Um, and I'm not super fond of war games, but this one uh, kind of grabbed me because it looks really, um, uh, really well done, well put together, nice, colorful maps and easy to learn. Um, I'm not going to describe it because there are a lot of um, there's a 
cards and event cards and, and this and that, but it just looks really well structured and uh, well put together. You'll also learn things, of course, um, if you're against learning things, then I'm sorry, but, um, <laughs> but uh, let's see here. The basic uh, thing of the game is um, uh, if you don't capture uh, this island, then the rest of the island hopping that we did won't happen. You can rewrite history depending on oh. the outcome of this game. Uh, Tarawa. Did I say that right? Tarawa? Tarawa? Yes, anyway. that's good. All right. So, uh, so that's Tarawa. like Quartermaster General, which is a great game. It is kind of like Quartermaster General, and I thought that too. And it's, it looks fun. That's why I thought it looks fun. Uh, the second one is called the Pratsund. Anyone else into their history out there? So, um, 1943. No, that's Tarawa. 1805 is where Pratsund. Austerlitz is... Uh, Oh, that's the Napoleonic War. Dude, I was hoping. (laughs) Uh, Canvas Temple Publishing out of La Plata, La Plata, Maryland. Um, And apparently that's a bunch of old guys, old codgers who make games. They're all war vets and they make games out of their own garages because they think it's fun and they don't want the pressures of a publishing house uh, telling them when they have to have this buy and what they have to have. So. Uh, so old codgers, they call themselves old codger created game. So um, this guy uh, is a two player board game. Um, excuse me, cat. Uh, let's see. Designed by um, the author of the art of war gaming, Peter Perla. And it is a two player war game that portrays the fighting on and around the Pratts and Heights at the Battle of Austerlitz. Uh, between the French uh, French forces of Napoleon, a larger allied army, yada, yada, read your history books. Um, pretty cool, big, colorful map uh, comes with this. And um, it's, a, it's another do as the card says thing. I like these because they're easy to learn. Yes. Um, this I... one, this one, this is another one that when you look at it on uh, Kickstarter, it looks like there's a lot of things, but it's really easy to learn. And okay. it's very, uh, it's very totable. It's very carryable. Um, take it with you anywhere. And, uh, and it looks, uh, it's great. It's another thing where you might learn something when you play. So I try and stay away from those, but others might like it. The <laughs> Pratzen, Pratzen, you know, anyone who's the German sure. accent could do it. Okay. Uh, last one, War Games. And this is actually the most totable, compactable, easy to learnish one of all three of these. It's called Operation Market Garden. Oh, uh, yes. World War II, the um, airborne you operation. Have, yeah. You got an A plus on your test. Doesn't do. Sky. My gosh. Does not help me at all in real life. But yeah, no, it's pretty cool. It doesn't. Huh? It's, <laughs> it's super cool. And this one literally has uh, just cards. Uh, it's 54 cards. Um, take it with you anywhere super learn tom lee uh created it he's out of watford uk he's from the uk oh, all right i won't um <laughs> he also did uh through kickstarter successful games eastern front d-day operation overlord and battle of britain i don't know if y'all know those games but same guy um so yeah do as the card says two two uh two player game a uh, little pocket game and uh, it takes about 20 to 40 minutes. Good. Little kids can play it. It's for like ages eight and up. Um, cool. It basically uh, contains historical references, so it can also be used as a teaching tool. All right. There's so much learning going on today. I know. It's hurting yeah, my brain. Yeah. Original artwork, strategy, as well as luck. I like that. I like when a game's got strategy, but there's also like you just got to be lucky. Um, and um, let's see, recreates the largest airborne invasion in history. 
Operation Market Garden in World War II. Um, use your battle and tactic cards to outsmart your opponent. Use your equipment wiles, wisely, reveal events, and monitor your divisions. Can you win enough battles to secure the vital bridges? Will you be able to capture and hold all of them in time? Yeah, don't there's know. a movie called uh, Bridge Too Far. Uh, the, I don't know if you've is seen that, it with Gene Hackman in it. Is, uh, is that based very, on uh, this? It is. Yeah. Oh, neat. Yeah. Um, well, that's all I have. I appreciate you supplementing my short game review with your awesome war knowledge, history knowledge. knowledge. Why, wow. thank you. Why, thank you. Well, I, I do have another thing to add before we move on, and that is uh, Wizards of the Coast has announced their new campaign uh, book called Candlekeep Mysteries, an anthology of 17 mystery-themed adventures for the world's greatest role-playing game. It takes place in guess where? Candlekeep, which is that library fortress. Oh, the, one that, the one that your fortress? character always brags yes, about graduating yes, from. He certainly did. Yeah. Uh, there's 17 adventures, levels one through 16. Can't wait till um, Rebiculous runs us through or maybe Paul. Are those, are those basic? Is it for newbies like me? Uh, are they good be. for that? It can be. I think uh, uh, everyone from newbie to uh, maybe expert level. Uh, and the the book does come with a poster map of the library fortress and detailed oh, descriptions, cool. which is pretty cool. Um, if you get on D&D Beyond, it is uh, $29.99, um, and this all comes out March 16th. But um, for myself, and I know some of us in our group, we like to buy our our book from our local uh, game store to support them. Um, and I that can't. is around 49 bucks and, but you can get an alternate cover. The cover is really cool. Yes. Oh, it is yes. really cool. A keeper. Definitely Do they have, uh, is there a map? You said there's a map of candle key. Is there a map of like yes. the dorms and the places where you stayed when I'll, you I'll went there? Yes. I'll show you exactly where I stayed. Yeah. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. March 16th. That's right. March 16th. That's something to look forward to in a time of the year when there's nothing to look forward to. That's great. No, March, this, uh, March. What happens in March? Nothing. You know, uh, twenty twenty was a really bad year, and then twenty twenty one is like, hmm. Other than one major thing that was really cool, um, yeah. it's like, hmm. Twenty twenty one is starting to look like twenty twenty, but I guess got to be optimistic better, then. Well, we're used to things, we'll get so it's not going to be an ugly slap in the face. Right. Like, yeah, and uh, you know, and as us three essential workers know. Um, just got to keep doing it, right? Just got to yeah. keep keep doing it. Keep society together. We do. I want to talk about one thing, if I yes. can, since my segment's sure. gone. Yes. It is. Hold it back towards you. Can't see you. it. Can't see I'm it. Trying, I'm trying here. There it is. Adventure uh, uh, zone. Bring, bring it back towards zone. you. Ah, you can also throw up a picture up here, I'll too. Throw the picture That's up. true, sure. too. <laughs> it's by, Virtual uh, backgrounds. Together Studios. That's TWO Together Studios. Um, and of course, it's, it's based on the Adventure Zone podcast. Um, the real quick blip is a cooperative, story, cooperative storytelling game for two to five players, no game master needed, 60 to 120 minutes, 13 and up. We've partnered, partnered with the McElroy family, who are the people who play D&D um, &D on the Adventure Zone um, podcast, to create a cooperative storytelling card game based on their epically popular podcast and New York Times best-selling graphic novel series. So I got, as, as, as per usual, I got it the first day of Orcacon, now delivered to my house. Now, usually I'm already at Orcacon and I can't bring that game. But this year, um, Orcacon was virtual, so I couldn't bring that game. So, there we go. 
There you go. And uh, if you want to hear more about that particular um, it, um, game and you want to hear more about the people that developed it, Keith Baker and uh, Jen Ellis, check out episode 62 where yes. we talk about that and we don't mention one word about Eberron. No, because we weren't talking about Eberron. <laughs> we were not talking, but we could have. We could have. We could have. It's already like a 40 minute interview. Rebecca and I sat there and did the the thing because Blue Samurai was busy or something. I was. I I wanted you guys to take it. (laughs) I was was doing direction. Anyway, it's available on their website now. I had to wait for the Kickstarter thing (laughs) or the the pre order thing wasn't Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's out now. You can buy that now, right now. Fantastic. Newgetherstudios.com. Did they sign your copy, Paul? Um, I haven't opened it yet because I can't. Well, um, I think the next thing we should do is go into the review, but if you out there want us to review a game or a campaign or whatever, contact us at geeksofcascadia at gmail.com or I turn I'll Paul at home. Paul you can call us at 20861 geeks. Call. What else do we got, Paul? Um, you can tweet at us at, at Geeks of Cascadia. You can mm-hmm. throw rocks at our windows with letters attached to them. Yes. We'll um, see yeah. those. You can skin a sheep and then in that sheep's blood, ride it on Jeez. the inside of the sheep's skin. And hang and wow, you really you really went to a dark place. <laughs> of course, on, uh, of course, we are also on Facebook, so you can get us that way. I think we have an Instagram. If um, you really want to communicate with us, you'll find a way. You'll skin a sheep. Yes. And uh, we, of course, we'd love it if you would subscribe or um, put up a, a review. So we would appreciate yes, that. Greatly. That would be great. So please I, do that. I should subscribe to us someday. Jim and so, and yeah. so with that, because this is an hour long and we want to keep this moving, <laughs> we're going to move right into the review. So let's hear what we all have to say. Yes. This segment of the podcast is sponsored by Dragonflight, a tabletop games convention dedicated to promoting the educational and social benefits of gaming in the Pacific Northwest. Sign up now at dragonflight.org. Now back to our show. And now, Geeks of Cascadia presents... Behind the DM screen. Hey, geeks! Blue Samurai here. I am with Rebeculous, and to my left or right or below me is. Or maybe up here. I, I am still tall. <laughs> and our special. Guest. And hi, I'm Steve. Yes, <laughs> our D and D advisor, DM consultant that we don't pay. <laughs> Thank you for showing up. <laughs> he is so, paid in our gratitude and yes. warmth and witty banter yes welcome to behind Sparingly. the dm screen um i know how you all love uh, our dm campaign reviews uh dd campaign reviews and so what we have done is uh we have played uh storm lord's wrath and if you might remember that's part of the essentials kit um at least something that you can get from the essentials kit from a special code and if you go back in our previous episodes, there is a beautiful and very popular unboxing and reveal of the Essentials Kit that uh, Rebeculous and um, still Paul did. And was I was beautiful. not on that, yet it's I still f- the popular one. I have fond memories, <laughs> fond memories I, of that, funny, still the Paul. Weird, weird I don't. Without Blue Samurai or something. I, I don't get it. But anyway, the Essentials Kit, uh, 
um, actually came with uh, a pre-done adventure, which was called um, what was the that Dragon called? Of Ice Peak. Yes, Dragon of Ice Pirate Ice Pirate Peak, uh, where you got a code that you could either download the PDF or you can go into D and D Beyond and uh, get it. And Stormlord's Wrath is a D and D adventure designed for seventh level characters. It is a continuation of the adventure I just mentioned, Ice Pirate Peak, and was the adventure including the essentials kit. Uh, you can run this adventure as few as uh, one or as many as six players. And then from there, you can move on to other adventures, such as the Sleeping Dragon's Wake and Divine Contention. Uh, this was created by Bill Benham and Christopher Lindsay. Story consultant is Christopher Perkins. Lead designer, Sean Marwin. And developers, Will Doyle and James Intro Casa. Casso, sorry. Um, and there are great great pieces of art in there so my hats off to the illustrators that did oh, this yeah. um this adventure uh was, is really designed for beginners um even though it starts at seventh level it's kind of your it, it just teaches you how to play D D. um and so paul and, and beginner take it DMs. away and bigger dms which i am so now we did it a little differently because we actually did the adventure from the starters kit, which is different from the from the essentials kit. Yes, um, the same area, Fandolin. Yes. So you want to begin, uh, Paul, with uh, the the party and how you decided to approach this? Adventure? Oh yeah. So, so since this is supposed to be a continuation of Ice Spire Peak, which starts and which is all around Fandolin and blah blah blah, Butterskull Ranch and all that stuff. Um, it starts out, um, the party is traveling. Um, it could be anywhere around the area, but I used to Fandolin, from Fandolin to Leylon, which is on the coast, which was destroyed in the Spell Plague. Mostly destroyed in the Spell Plague. There's bits of it left. And um, so you're just going to kind of, you're, you're a group of um, hired hands um, traveling down to Fandolin to get work. No, not to Fandolin, from Fandolin to Leylon to get work. And then um, you're just riding down the road if you have horses. And you end up at um, the Wayside Inn, which is where the two roads, which I can never remember what they're called, meets. Tri- Tribor and Tribor, something else. Mm-hmm. And High Road? Maybe. Oh, the Possibly. High Road down the coast? Yes. Probably, yeah. So, but that's also halfway between Fandolin and Leylon. And and just so the the listeners and our our sub, the subscribers that we have on this podcast, just to let you know that um, we had five people in our party. We had um, Thadwin, which well, four, was four a, people. Four people. Three people. Three people. That's right. Three people and a bird and a cat. Okay. Anyway, five characters. <laughs> um, Fade, we had Fadewin, which was a divine soul sorcerer played by one of our buddies. We had Isaac Iron Hand, which was a a wizard fighter war magic war mage. <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyway, a uh, gnome, pretty tough, uh, kind of your tanky type character. Yeah, he was. Very tough. <laughs> we had, Very tough and lots of tricks. Yes. We had Petrus, which is Steve Petrus. played. Yes. <laughs> It's a oh. battle master yes. slash uh, uh, hexblade warlock. Yes, with a really cool accent. Mm-hmm. You did your your character was. Uh, I've never seen a um, kind of a 
fighter hexblade warlock kind of combo and you were very effective steve it's pretty impressive and winko which was our eric okra and i have a lot to say about having um eric okra in a campaign but uh, that was (laughs) rebeculous and winko was a monk way of the sun soul that's fine and my last name don't forget my last name WYSIWYG. Winko WYSIWYG. <laughs> yes. Yes. You're kind of our tanky person. And then uh, as a support character, I played a tabaxi bard at College of Lore called Happy Tracker Meow Meow. But don't, be, <laughs> don't be confused by Happy Tracker because he wasn't a tracker. <laughs> yes. Now, Paul, I'm sorry, Paul, to, to break your concentration here on your. You, so we visit the tavern. That's the start of the campaign. Yeah, actually. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't meet in the tavern. It's a great start to a campaign. Mm-hmm. Always should start tavern. a tavern. You meet a tavern. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're you're on the road, and then you um. I, I don't I don't think we started that way, but I don't remember what we did. So it doesn't matter. You end up at the the wayside inn, which becomes very important um, later in the final. Oh, by the way. Spoilers. Yes. Was, yeah. Totally. We're gonna spoil yeah, we'll the shit out of it for in you. The intro. Sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> but um, <Sorry>. spoilers. <laughs> um, so I like I, I chose this campaign because it was a made for a newer DM, and the way it was structured was it says here's this place that you're at, and for the um, at the wayward inn it says like. Um, one zombie for each player character and one wraith for each two player characters when you arrive there. So it's easy to do the math. I, I, I do. Hard, not be too easy. Yeah. I do like that. Other campaigns actually don't have that. And the essentials kit does is it scales it up depending on the uh, kind of the level and, and numbers of your, your characters. So that's, that's rather unique. And I've seen it in essential kit adventures. Yeah. Oh, so they're not all like that because I'm the only one of you four that uh, us four that hasn't DM'd, and I always wondered oh, how you choose how many. No, even, enemies. The, even normally the it's like this: you go, "This should be the right amount." If it's too easy, you jack it up. If it's too much, <laughs> you kill them all and start over. Yes. And oh. learn from your mistakes. Yes, it's like even even the essentials oh. kit doesn't do this. The essentials kit says there's this many twig blights. Well, they're just twig blights. Hopefully, you can beat twig blights. But um, there's this many. They don't say um, add for this many other players or however many players you have. It just says there's this many of these bad things. Or there's a young green dragon. Um, or no, no, that's the that's the beginner set. Yeah. Or there's a young green dragon. Um, they don't say, um, hey, if you only have two players, maybe they shouldn't go up against the young green dragon. <laughs> um, so. So there's scale in this one. It has yes, it, it helps up. you um, instead of going uh, at the end. I ended up going on D and D Beyond and using the Encounter Builder, and I made everything deadly because you guys were so good. Um, Is that and, what you did? Wow! And, wow! And it seems also, hateful. Also, Bill, it's it's Bill, necessary you... sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> they can't keep getting away with right. this. <laughs> That's right. Like, okay. This, this, this took not long enough. <laughs> it is nice when there's a, a bit of a challenge. So we do approach the Wayside Inn, and it's surrounded, as I recall, as we open up the story. Um, I think that's how you had it. The, 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 when you open up the story, you're at the Wayside Inn, and you see a crowd trying to get in. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's zombies and wraiths. Mm-hmm. And so you have a choice. You can either attack 
or go along your merry way. Which or join them. Which then ends. I believe, that, I believe that was a hard yeah. decision for us, right? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's going on over there, but I want no part of that. Right. <laughs> no, we attacked. We attacked. Your party would fight the, the zombies and the wraiths and kill them right. and go inside and be regaled as heroes. Also, right. though, um, if you are having trouble, the DM has the choice of the people inside the tavern opening up, up the windows and shooting out. Stuff like that. Right. Well, and why of course, didn't they do that in the first place, stupid people in the tavern? They just sitting there watching us fight their battles for them? What was that about? They were terrified. About? They were terrified. Oh. Let's imagine so, you're at the U.S. Capitol building. Wait. No. <laughs> yes. So I know that uh, when, when you go through that and you go inside and you meet some of the characters, some of them uh, are, are have symbols of Talos. Uh, one wears yeah, a trident. Um, and, you'd uh, only know that if you talk to them. Um, right. They, but it, it but it does what's really weird in this adventure is it sets off the two two enemies right paul oh yeah there's um um the the followers of the, there's the cult of talos mm-hmm. and there's the followers of merkel yes did i do that <laughs> um none of this is okay I, I have to say the whole talos thing and the whole merkel thing is not very fleshed out um, right. All of the characters, all of the NPCs are really fleshed out. So that's super nice. Yeah. And I would but, say for anyone running this, because it gives you that, well, it could be Talos or it could be Merkel, but the whole adventure is geared towards Talos. You have well, to yes. literally make up something for the Merkel stuff. So I don't know why this adventure throws that, throw that as a, like a lead that you I think it's follow. another thing to do and maybe as a distraction and mm-hmm. it's a, a toy for the DM to play with. What did you mean when you said uh, they weren't completely fleshed out? You mean it didn't tell well, like Talos. the it's like, okay, background this is of Talos, right? I tried researching Talos and by okay. researching, I mean, you were Googling. I went, on, I went on D&D Beyond and I searched yeah. Talos. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I read the adventure after we were done and I noticed that the whole thing is geared towards defeating this, this cult and the, and the bad, you know, the baddie at the end, this priestess of Talos, but nothing about Merkel or this undead cult. There's almost zero about Merkel and the undead right. cult. Um, even though it has it there as a possible campaign lead, <laughs> which yeah. I don't know if you remember, I'm asking, uh, you know, Steve and Rebecca this, but I believe at one point we went, Hey, let's go into the, Let's go try to find this undead problem that we have, um, but that didn't really go anywhere. <laughs> that didn't really go anywhere. I, I think yeah. I might have tried to redirect you. <laughs> you did. Yeah. You redirected us into uh, finding which was the the next thing, which was uh, well. Uh, and I, I just like to I'll, I'll step in real mm-hmm. quick yes. to say that you know that's not always a bad thing. When I mean, mm-hmm. in a lot of adventures, they're going to give you this like big here's wall the adventure and a lot of times they'll throw out little kind of side questy things or little this isn't really main thing but it's just really builds up some uh kind of lore or some you know makes the the situation seem less just linearly straightforward and a lot of times parties will kind of veer off and the dungeon master lets them and starts just making stuff up 
and it becomes a whole different part of the campaign. And that's kind of one yeah. of the beauties of the game is, yes. is that it can derail so quickly, but it's just fine going to some other destination too. Yes. I just, or if you don't want, then the DM just kicks you back over to the main rail they want. Yeah. I was hoping it, there would be more information on Talos. I, I was my, my plan was to build on the whole Talos thing. And there's really not that much on Talos. To, to help me understand what Talos wants or needs or what his history is, assuming it's even a he. Uh, well, it's, I think, you know, one of those Talos is obviously not that powerful and important because we took him down. So, exactly. Yes. <laughs> well, just, just for, if we uh, could beat him, he's not that noteworthy. <laughs> so. so, so any of you trying to do this game or run, run this game, just, just remember you might have to, you always got to think on the fly as a DM, but you might want to think of uh, possible scenarios if they decide to go for this other, uh, other story arc, which is this Merkle thing, which there is no information on it <laughs> whatsoever in the campaign. Yeah. And if you want to le learn about more about Talos, uh, just like still Paul uh, talked about, you know, you might have to do some uh, research online uh, if you're or going make stuff to, up or make stuff, or make up. stuff yeah. up. Yeah, right. Talos is a clown with a blue nose and he shoots lightning from his butt. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. That's our Talos. Um, so from there, what did we go to? Well, next? You, go in, you go inside the end and typically the, um, I'm not very good at guiding the players to talk to the people in the tavern. Um, and almost zero of that happened. <laughs> But there was a lot. Just of do it anyway. We shouldn't need you to do that for us. No, didn't we do that? Didn't we talk to anybody? We did. We talked to people. Maybe, maybe we didn't want to. Did you ever think of that, DM? Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe we maybe just are an anti-social yeah. adventuring club. Exactly. I seem to recall talking to somebody who talked like this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, th I think there was a little bit of talking. Uh, you may have talked to um, Bax. Uh, Bax. Uh -huh. Good old Bax. Uh, but there was a whole lot of people in that tavern that could have been talked to where you would have gotten more information that would have kind of guided you on things. But um, you just were distracted by other things going on and that just didn't happen. So you picked up the girl that wanted to go to Leylon and left. Oh, yeah, with her goats or something like that. No, no, no. Yeah, that's, a goat that's, that's, later. that's a little, um, little oh. later, yeah. So for the DMs out there, are you running it? Probably you want to try to get the NPCs interact with the the party if the party is one of those types that are kind of shy to role playing or they just want to kill things <laughs> um, try to get those npcs to do some more engagements i know that uh steve's really good about that when we do um uh when we play his games uh where he'll throw an npc to actually engage with us when we're we don't know what to do yeah i mean staring at each other this tavern, <laughs> half of this tavern is is um cultists of talos yeah um, yeah, so we go to Leylon. Yeah. And become heroes. And? <laughs> and outside the town, you find a get the, Everybody from the town is outside, the, the, is standing outside the town, strangely. Yes. What is going on here? This is very strange. And they're having a town meeting. Yes, out of town meeting. <laughs> out of town meeting. Yes, because their town is being ransacked by some bad people. Yes. And hate when that a, happens and there's a bit where you realize most of the children are missing that we didn't do i don't think uh -huh. okay no we we knew we knew about it. in fact that was one of the 
we talked about going into town to trying to find the no 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 there's a there's most of the children are missing Mm -hmm. from the town meeting and you have to round them up i skipped that thank you it uh, (laughs) didn't seem very functional Hmm. for the whole thing or necessary i kind of i kind of remember the children's stuff well there's other children that were missing yeah Yeah. you were afraid it was going to turn really badly and we'd end up getting all the kids killed weren't you yeah probably would have happened that way i didn't want to use my uh, oh, that's right. I was a bard, so I love. <laughs> I didn't want to sing a song because that's, that's awesome. right. I, was, I didn't want to sing a song. <laughs> so anyway, we uh, we rescued the town. Well, um, um, no, the people right. charge out of the town. There's some bad guys that you get to charge out of the town. Talos people. Bad Talos people. Yes. Um, Those are the ones on horses. People. Yes, they had horses. Um, they were. Chasing the children, um, dark tide knights and archers. They came out of the town with wagons. So you fight right. those dudes, which of course you guys decimated um, because I was outmatched. And I got fireballed. You got fireballed. Our own right. sorceress. Yes, That's one of our players. Did. Thought, wow, I'm going to use fireball and not realizing the uh, <laughs> area of effect radius. So radius, not diameter. But I, that's I, how we learn. That's how we learn in so D&D. Good. That's how we learn. I seem mm-hmm. to recall a powder of coughing and sneezing that I made the same error <laughs> with. Yeah. <laughs> Thought it was straight ahead. And so the, the great thing is after this portion of it, when we're in Leylon, is there is... Some opportunities at downtime that I know uh, Paul, still Paul was uh, allowed us to do. Um, I think we set up our, our inside, inside outside. Yes, uh, end. No, yeah, it's our <laughs> yes. our barrels with a plank between them serving alcohol in the town square. Yes, which we ended up calling it's, the outside in. It's basically an inn. And and Paul, I don't know if you'll be able to it's put an up, in and it's outside. I don't know if you'll be able to put up the map, but. Uh, the map of Leylon, um, where you can actually explore. I, I think the the campaign does a pretty good job of kind of setting up the town. It talks Is about it? the, uh, you know, you, you got to fill some stuff in, but that's like any. Well, DM's also, you have to remember Leylon is being rebuilt by Lord Never Ember. Right. Um, because it was destroyed in the Spell Plague. There's basically a tower and a bunch of mostly ruined buildings around it. Right. You know, as I was I was reading this, excuse me, I'm I'm looking at the map right now, mm-hmm. uh, and I see that idle island, and I believe we briefly talked about it, just didn't care to go on it. Yeah, and I don't never... think anything would have happened, but in reading the the adventure earlier today, there was some creepy stuff. That yeah, we we were... never did. I mean, we no. went to the, we went to the town square. I think we went to the Lathander Shrine. Uh, we went to the yeah. shop, the pe- peculiar peculiarity shop, and then weird, uh, weird stuff shop. And then we went to the, but we did, there is a mini adventure in there, which is the house of Thalivar that we did go to. And I, I don't I, know if that's. Which I totally screwed up. Um, oh. I let you guys wander around the town right. and decided to go talk to this guy. And I hadn't even read that part of the adventure. It, it is a side quest. And I mean, if you're running this game, uh, characters are going to love going, because they're going to see it. It's like, oh, a wizard's tower and no one's went to. Of course they're going to go to it. So yeah. You might want to bone up on it and uh, add some things to it. And uh, uh, 
but we did go in there. <laughs> we ended up having a family reunion because Steve's character and cousin, uh, yeah, yes, and the guy working there <laughs> were, were from the same country. Nice, yes. <laughs> so Always we, pays uh, to to know a guy. That helped a lot. That actually helped yes. a lot. It's like, oh my god, we're cousins. <laughs> so there, <laughs> we could make this happen. So there, there's a time once you get through the saving Leylon where there's a little bit of downtime, a little bit of a side quest, but then it kicks up again where our, and, and Paul, you can talk about this, is how we, the characters of the party are giving a quest to aid Fandolin. Yes. Oh, by the way, you have to go back to Fandolin from which you just came from, which, eh, okay. Um, it was fun. Um, you have to deliver these goats to Fandolin and bring back some supplies. Not just any goats, folks. Giant goats? Giant goats. Giant, Giant goats. screaming goats. Yes, which um, they t- there's a point where what are you, you're attacked by um, flying things. Uh, Waverns. Wyverns? Wyverns. Was it Wyverns? Wyverns. Wyverns. Yeah, Wyverns. Yeah. Um, right. Or they, they, see the, they see the Wyverns. You aren't really attacked. Oh, and they get freaked out and run away. Yes. yes. But uh, everybody made their check. And so it ended up not being fun at all. Um, so it was supposed to be this crazy sort of chasing the goat sort of thing. And, and keep in mind, uh, <laughs> what's not fun to Paul is that he didn't kill us all. Um, hey, no, I only want. It was fun for us. Get into that. We're gonna talk about that later. <laughs> okay. There's just one character I want to kill. <laughs> but uh, I was like, he doesn't want to kill us. He just really wants to inconvenience us and maybe irritate <laughs> yes. us. Yes. It would have been more fun if if. Everybody didn't make their their checks because you just got kind of gathered the goats and went along your merry way. Um, Sorry, um, we roll awesomely. Yeah. So there, there are on this particular quest when you're going to Fanlin trying to herd these goats and go in that direction. I guess you're a bunch of cowboys, right? With your, you your cattle or goats. Uh, you also Goat deal boys. with ogres. Um, and I don't know, Paul, because I can't remember this part. I don't know. You could. You could, as DM, you could throw in some other um, baddies in there, too, if you wanted yeah. to. It does allow the DM to kind of add some more stuff to it. Um, yeah, well, you can always add stuff in whenever you want, right? And I sure. did that later in the campaign, um, as you know. Um, but, um, yes. Um, so, I was like, yeah, I was, I was um more concerned with the upcoming battle in Fandolin than I was with the goat thing. <laughs> right. And then we arrived in well, Fandolin and then what happened about then? the whole thing. Um, so I was not making it, making the traveling to and from too complicated because I was too distracted by the upcoming battle. Yeah. Well, and that's not bad. I mean, one of the big things when you're DMing is also kind of reading the room. And if it's like you're doing, presenting some type of challenge and people are just kind of like, it's not, engaging or it's just not working the way you want to it's never a bad idea to just kind of cut things short and go okay this is done we're going to move on to something maybe that'll that'll work a bit better yeah i mean or if it's things if it's this minor scene is becoming something everybody's really engaged in and it's cool things are happening stupid things are happening you know just drag it out more do just you kind of but you can it's always good to and, and you did find that just just play it by ear and just read the room, see how your players are reacting to things and, and then adjust accordingly. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. A lot of these uh, ways you're telling us you didn't do this or you 
think you fucked up on that. We, uh, sorry for the language. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, uh, uh, we didn't even notice. I didn't notice. Good. I thought it was fluid and yeah. great. And, Good. Yeah. So, um, so we basically just cut, we're um, traveling to Fandolin, right? Or were there, there was I think ogres? Well, we, we so, dealt with the ogres. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we arrive in Fandolin. You deliver the goats. Yes. We set up another inn. No, we didn't. No. Did we? No, not there. Okay. We always we hear. <laughs> we have a lot of real estate. Watching. We always have to have an inn. I'm like the or only two. party member who doesn't want to have an inn for some reason. <laughs> it just seems the like irony. Something. Especially <laughs> after um um that thing that we did in Waterdeep. What was that? Oh, Dragon Heist with the yeah. Troll Skull Manor, yeah. No, Actually, I'm so thinking you guys should branch out and have, like, maybe golf resorts next. <laughs> we should have golf Ooh. resorts. Yes. be great. We should de- definitely do that. Um, Eric Coker loved to play golf. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that. It's, I it's have hands. Cannon. I, don't, I don't know how Eric Coker worked. No, no. How do they hold their We don't need hands. Them? Hands are stupid. I don't know. Yeah, there's, that's right. there's you were a monk. Special little feathery things yeah i didn't really have a i had a quarter staff so we're at fandolin and (laughs) (laughs) we just told you yes um we end up delivering goats to a to an individual who ended up being what some atalos person or um oh you you well um you go um and you pick up some supplies at a couple places um one of the places um one of the staff members you see running around um being helped by goblins, I believe, mm-hmm. is a um, follower of um, Merkel. Am I saying yes. that right? Yeah, yes, Merkel. You are. Okay. You are. Yep. When you're the DM, however you say it is correct. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, but uh, we didn't really catch on to that. Right. And in our campaign, it's not Merkel. It's Urkel. It's so Urkel. Completely different yes, and not we very threatening. Jokes. I, I'm a silly person, <laughs> and I ended up making this silly. <laughs> And also, um, Merkel was no. There, there's there, there's the undead person, and there's the follower of Thanos. Yeah, that so, was the um, Merkel people Thanos. were the undead. Yes. Okay. There was a vampire spine cobalt, named Ergus so. Skeel. If you okay. My notes are terrible. <laughs> It was months ago. Um, so it was a long time ago. Anyway, it, it ends up with you. You gather all of the the supplies you're supposed to bring back to finish your quest in the morning, and then you get attacked by two different gangs. Right. Which I was stressing over entirely. I read the instructions a number of times. I I think I even watched a YouTube video about how to run a three way battle. Um, and you guys just right. destroyed them. Like they were nice. Nuts. Right. And I'll I'll read quickly what the what Paul is talking about is when the characters are packing up to take the supplies back to Leylon at the end of their visit, the spies from both the cult of Talos and the followers of Merkel independently decide they are too big of a threat to to let live. And that's when as Paul, the DM, had to figure out a this three way three way battle. Oh, that's a toughie. That sounds like difficult for I mean, a what it was supposed DM, to, is it, it or not really? Well, it would have been, but you guys were too good, um, Bill. 
<laughs> usually, and I don't know if it was Bill mm-hmm. that time, but um, but maybe Steve. Steve, Steve's good at killing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like uh, it's like, uh, oh, what I was supposed to do was, if it looks bad for you guys, I was supposed to make them fight each other. And I was thinking, since there were so many enemies, it was going to get bad for you guys. But you guys, <laughs> you guys just toasted both bad guys, and it's like, okay, well, Matt, that's done. Let's go. Now, <laughs> now, now there's now. there can be a very there can be like three minutes between I'm going to murder everybody and where are the rest of my guys? This is yeah. just yeah. Did I hurt anybody? <laughs> yeah, things can turn really fast. And luckily, in the campaign, there's actually a description to help the DM. It's called running a three sided battle. Yes. You can try to follow it. Um, it helps you. And again, I, I just side comment. This is just another example how this campaign throws in uh, this Merkel and the followers of Merkel yet does nothing to um, kind of flesh <laughs> out that campaign and could cause your characters, your party that you're, you're DMing to go elsewhere. So again, if you're a DM, uh, you might want to have something pulled out of your butt. Well, I also, in case I think, they go down that path. I think they're seeding something in the next two campaigns. That could be. Yeah, that um, could be. So I think that's really all they're trying to do is seed this next thing that's going to happen. Um, right. Because there's two more campaigns after this that are simultaneous, I think. I'm not sure. I haven't, I haven't read them. Um, and if we had played Dragon of Ice Spire Peak, I think the whole Talos thing would have made more sense but we didn't because that that's sprinkled with talos things which right. we ended up playing anyway uh and then after fanlin we ended up I, I don't know how we did this uh still paul but i know in the next chapter and this is called foul weather way wayside Inn. i don't know if we there's this inn that's in between uh both fandolin and Leylon and yes. uh on the way back I think something happens there. Yeah, well it's not on the way back. Um you get you, you get back to Leylon, finish your delivery, and then you hear that there's trouble. And these weird storm clouds in that direction. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So the uh, weather turns really, really weather really turns really weird to the northeast. Right. Because of Talos. Because because you are required in this game to go to and from Fandolin like 19 times. Um right. the Wayside Inn is really is really for the most of the campaign the central point, not Leylon. Right. And so, there's a beautiful map there that you can also use for any other inn if you want to use it for there, uh, yes, another it's adventure. A great map. Mm-hmm. And so this is one of my most fun parts was um, heading up to the Wayside Inn when it's surrounded by this lightning storm. Because, um, well, there's, um, you, you fight some Myrmidons, air elemental Myrmidons, um, when you get to the storm. But um, if they're inside the storm, they have, they have um, yeah. really disadvantage on attacking them. If they're yes. outside the storm, then then they're regular. But and you, I believe you get hit. You have a choice of uh, like praising or giving a prayer to uh, Talos. After you there's the there's where you find your integrity or not. Yes, right you, there. Find, <laughs> yes. you find out from talking to the the woman soldier there mm-hmm. that um, if you're willing to pray to Talos, you can pass through the storm mm-hmm. unharmed. But if you don't pray to Talos, you have to roll a d6. 
Right. Now, I think at this point, this is for a DM. This is great, especially if you have a cleric oh, yeah. maybe in your party or a paladin. Or a monk. See what they do. Yes. And if they actually do pay to, pray to Talos, you can you can maybe poke them if they're not a follower. Tell us <laughs> if you really yeah. wanted to do that. Uh, for my character, Bard, which I didn't have any ties to anyone, I said, well, I'll just I'll sing a song to Talos. But I rolled so poorly that it didn't matter anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah, I got I got blasted, but they that's 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 D and D for you. So everybody rolls a D six, yeah. and that's the number of times you get hit by lightning on your way to the wayside. Yeah, and I don't know where Rebeculus and and Steve. What did you guys do? You decided. Uh, no, I wasn't going to pray to Talos. That's <laughs> nobody. Only the weak would do that. Only somebody of. <laughs> Low moral standards and oh, that no being said, oh, only Rebe- a cat with a Rebeculus banjo. would have yeah. prayed to tell us, but my character yeah. has more integrity than I do. So yes, well, I was a cat with a banjo. Just lightning um, didn't work for me. Can't handle getting hit by lightning. We're even doing. Well, yeah. unfortunately, when Rebecca don't like lightning. Rebecca's character got hit by some lightning a few <laughs> times with uh, like maximum damage. I got my feathers singed more than once in this yes. campaign. Yeah, yeah. They, we, we decided that your feathers were removed. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so going, so we arrive at the wayside inn, and we got a few other things. We're actually two chapters away from the end here, but anyway, foul, foul weather uh, at wayside. We get there, and there's another crowd outside the inn. <laughs> what do you know? <gasps> Well, there's like, are they trying to get in? I don't know what's going right. on. Right, not undead this time. No, wait, it's townspeople who are who are staked against the inn as a sacrifice with trials. Oh, yes. that was morbid. That was sad. Yeah, and the book actually says they are trying to pull themselves off. Ooh. Yeah, I'm just gonna let that hang. Um, <laughs> 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 nice. And they have um, they've got very few hit points, and so you're faced with a choice. Um, if you try to remove the tridents, it will cause damage to them. But you don't know that. Right. Um, or you could heal them and try to remove the tridents, and maybe they'll survive. Removing the you could heal them around the tridents and leave them stuck to there, but at <laughs> well, least they're okay. That's right. There's and always the door- a third choice. And the doors have glyphs of warding on them, so that's also a problem. So you, then you have to get in. I don't remember what you guys did to get in. We did something clever, I, and I can't remember what I think it we was. removed the glyph somehow and, and well, got in. Um, we went in the back door. Yeah, there's two doors, right? Yeah. We went around, I thought. I don't yeah. remember how remember. we got by the well, glyph. I remember the glyph being out the front and somebody running out there's, the front and blowing up. Yeah, there. Yes, and also there's two doors. There are two doors were glyphed. The two, the two, the two main ways in were glyphed. Then there's windows and stuff. I think you might have gotten a window or something. Probably. And then inside the end, there is um, a bunch of chanting and stuff. The guy who you thought was your friend Bax is leading all that. Oh, he's still our friend. He, he's um class gladiator <laughs> um and so they're they're doing all this chanting there but there's a bunch of cultists mm-hmm. and then of course you have to defeat the cultists 
Um, you have a limited number of time to defeat them. If it takes, if he's just standing and watch, then all the storming and all that stuff gets worse. Right. Because you need to defeat them before the ritual is done. Yes. Uh, they're trying to give power to Talos. Right. And reading this, um, after 10 minutes have passed, the ritual has been completed. The characters can still defeat the enemies, but they must now deal with the weather until they defeat um, Stormsworn. The weather along Sword Coast grows more and more volatile. Land travel becomes difficult as the days pass and seas become rough. You, as a DM, can make the consequences of this foul weather as great or severe as you wish. And I, I believe we failed. If no, I think I'm not mistaken, it. or did we and, make and it with I needed to, to, I needed to direct your path. So I needed to keep you away from the, um, the, the caves. Right. Um, so I, I made up some stuff. This is where I started really making up stuff. But well, we went point. to the caves, didn't we? We did go to the caves, but I didn't, okay. didn't want you to go to the caves now because right. you would die. Uh, right. And and so <laughs> one of the, one of the things in this particular chapter, and this is what I think uh, Paul that you complained about was the fact that you're given a map. Oh well, not yet. You go downstairs yeah. and you find a statue of Talos. Right. Well, and then that, if you're lucky, you find a map. Right. But oh, when I, you we forgot to mention in the, the three way battle, the Talos follower has these magic glasses. Yeah. Right. And then you find a map in the basement of the Wayside Inn. And this, I'm sorry, only Doug would appreciate this. This is where I was going to really make this like um, National Treasure, the movie. Because that's really the plot of National Treasure of the movie. <laughs> is on the back of the Declaration of Independence, there's a map that you can only really see with magic glasses. And but none of you had seen it. <laughs> so right. yeah. So, so, like, so a DM who has a party who has seen that movie could really make this like a Nicolas Cage movie. Yes. So I just also the read... magic glasses could be blue on one and red on the other, and it becomes a three D. Exactly. Or there's a, in the movie there's flippy up things, so to keep changing that. But um... so I'm going to read this to you. The map shows a sketch of the Sword Coast between Waterdeep and Neverwinter. Dozens of points are highlighted in the map, representing places where the Cult of Talos hopes to establish shrines. A defeat here sets those plans back for months, if not years. Now this is what causes a little bit of frustration if you're a dm like still paul uh -huh. because we're a bunch of characters and we want you know it's D D. we like to go after things and get treasure we start going after each of these sites well, well no wait, wait 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 there's no map well that that's the other thing too is there's no map but it yeah. says here there's a map you had to make a map <laughs> i had to make a map so i just took the map from the sword coast it was from storm lord's wrath which contained, which I didn't even look at, which contained all of the stuff. So there's, yeah. there's, there's your first tip. If you're yeah, going to be a new exactly. DM and you're running things, look at stuff. Yeah, which contained all of the stuff from Ice Spire Peak, which we didn't play and I didn't read. <laughs> so. Right. So <laughs> as if you're uh, going to DM this, make sure that have a map and you might not want to, it, it, you can put different stuff in there, but remember your party might go there and you're going to have to come up with something, which is yeah, okay. But, but, then I, but, but then I thought, this is great. We can extend this out a bit. Um, and some of the stuff sounds Talosy, And right. um, some of it was Talosy. But then I had to take these third level encounters and level them up to like eighth level. 
right. to make them challenging. Otherwise, it would just be stupid. Right. Now, because we, uh, um, if you want to, Paul, and, uh, and the rest of you want to go really briefly, because we ended up, that's what ended up happening is we had this map and we ended up going different places, which took us off the campaign um, a little bit on these side quests. 100%. Um, but we don't have a lot of time. So if you want to go talk briefly about it, it was kind of fun. We had some fun. It was, always, it was definitely fun. I mean, their circle of thunder. That sounds Talos. So you tell us it was lightning and thunder, right? Mm-hmm. We went up there and there was a bunch of anchorites of Talos and you guys destroyed them very easily, which was very frustrating. Um, you um, fought the white dragon because of, in um I Spire Peak, you roll a die whenever the players get somewhere, and it's a, a, a d20. And if that number matches the location, then the dragon is there. Well, I just happened to roll that. I didn't cheat that one. Um, and then you fought the dragon. And then you decided to go off to the dragon's lair, um, which had no treasure and no adventure in it at all, really. <laughs> yes. So we, so we claimed the lair. Yes. That's right. That's one of we- your things. That's right. We we everything we conquered, we said this is ours. So we had a little real estate um, yes. business going on. Same we do. Day. We should get a portfolio going on. You also went to the Woodland Mans from my Spire Peak, and that was kind of more fun because it was a little bit more challenging. I remember that and more interesting. Right. So for if you're running this, this does give you an opportunity as DM to do these little side quests. If you know because the map shows up, you can put in different places on there. You don't you don't have to. You could just put in the um, the next uh, chapter that you're supposed to go to, which is these uh, these caves. Yeah. But Paul, I th- I know that in you can as a DM because of the essentials kit and the starters kit, you actually drew from a uh, little mini quests and adventures that from from Dragon of the Ice Spire Peak and Lost Mines of Fandalir. Yeah, uh, Fan- yeah, Fandalir that you well, can we, we actually lost, lost Mines of Fan Fandalir. Found Delver, sorry. I only, pulled, well, I only pulled one thing out of that, and that's the dragon. Right. Um, the uh, Venom Fang, which when we were playing that, the Bard, which was the only player that carried over into this campaign, yes, um, that's me. said some BS to the dragon, <laughs> pulled the 20, and got to walk away. <laughs> and basically lied to the dragon about killing a, about killing somebody, a druid, I think. Yep, and then the druid wasn't dead. The dragon figured it out that he was that he was lied to, so I decided that this dragon has been searching for this bard this whole time. And uh, and we totally would have handed over the bard for a reasonable, you know, bribe, but the dragon was too cheap. The dragon was too cheap. The dragon wanted to say, "Okay, um, give me the um the kitty bard. I'll let you live." <laughs> But they didn't, and then they defeated the dragon. Now, if he would have threw some gold in there, I probably would have been I toast. Should have throw, thrown some gold in there. I, the dragons yes. don't have pockets. How do you know? Um, I decided as DM dragons. Don't maybe have some, maybe right. some of them wear overalls, and they do have pockets. When I'm a right. DM, so the party decided not to hand over um, Happy Tracker Meow Meow, which was very sad. It's not sad. Right. He he healed us so much. No. That's mean. Yeah, well, he used spells and stuff. Be nice to animals. So in in order to, and and this is good that you're doing different things because eventually at the very end, which is 
Thundercliffs, which is the last chapter in this adventure, yeah. um, you need to be at, I think, level nine. So this kind of you're bouncing around uh, the side quest, the House of Thelivar, which I had mentioned is a, a good way for your characters to get some experience and yeah. some loot. Uh, there's the missing patrol, which is um, what 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 we were going to try to do is go which, check out this undead and call through it because there's so many things that can happen. That, that, that right. was the, that was the night of many tabs. Um, because there's <laughs> like six or seven different things that can happen right. depending on what I roll. Right, and the I missing have all of these monsters prepared. Well, just just before you talk about, it, let's set it up. The missing patrol is you're literally trying to find a missing patrol that was captured by lizard folk in the yes. dead mirror, and these yeah, lizard folk are actually being forced by these trolls to capture these people. So you, we had to use diplomacy, um, but it ended up being a good thing. So, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. There's, there's, um. One T scouts, there's a pit of snakes, there's quicksand and alligators, there's a troll brawl, there's Damn. hydra wranglers and the hydra. There's all the stuff that could happen. And I had to have all this stuff open. And um, I ended up doing two of them because again, you guys are too good at Dungeons and Dragons and it was too easy. Um, maybe I did three of them. No, I did two of them. I did, I did troll brawl, I know. Yeah. And I think pit of snakes. Don't remember. I don't yeah. remember. I said so, so long. I don't remember what we actually did. Right. But it's totally cool because it does, I love random. That's one of the things I love about D and D. Is like sometimes random happens. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Random is great, but then when you have to plan five different battles um, right. for one yeah. night, it's a little bit intimidating. So the the house of. Uh, Thanlavar and uh, Missing Patrol. Again, these are just kind of side quests to get your characters prepared and leveled up before you get to the main one, the last one, which is Thunder Cliffs, which the setup is, I believe, is we finally, you finally find out, and this is through the map, where the main cult headquarters is at. Yes. And Paul, do you want to take it from there? Can I, can I actually say something before Paul uh, yeah. goes into it is uh, again, something I didn't know because this didn't happen to us um, on the way there. Remember I was trying to go it by land and everyone else wanted to get one of the boats, which is, I believe what we ended up doing is going by boat because uh, apparently you can't really get okay. to it from the cliffs. Well, right. It's like a thousand feet down. And uh, well, I didn't know there was a, a flock of evil Aarakocra up there on the cliffs there and there's waiting to get us. There. Yeah. I'm, I'm sad that, that I didn't get to interact with that, with my <laughs> evil, with my evil brethren. I didn't know yeah. they were up there, but that being said, the boats were cool too. Black yeah. It, in happened. fact, when I read, uh, now I know why Paul did that because it kind of, the adventure forces you to try to either use these, these boats uh, and you yeah, have you to choose between these two boat captains, <laughs> a tabaxi and a dragonborn. Which the good boat captain choose? or the really crappy boat captain. We of course picked adventurous. Really no, yes. adventurous and daring. That's not crappy. Yes. That's... The dragonborn was a Talos follower. I I finally, you know what? I read that and I went, yeah, in your face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we picked the right one. There, um, <laughs> there's a there's a Tabaxi boat captain, the mm -hmm. lady Tabaxi boat captain, and we have a, 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 a Tabaxi bard. 
and they're trying to negotiate what, which boat they should. Take. Yes. Now this is a interesting part of the adventure. Cause I'm not quite sure you could pick the dragonborn or you could pick the tabaxi, but the result was exactly the it same as adventure. Matter. It doesn't, doesn't matter. So for the DM, if you want to add some little spice into it, which Paul did, um, <laughs> you, you can, uh, but just, you could pick either or and it gets you to the same place. Yes. Which is basically a mutiny, and uh, and I guess you run into a ghost ship. Of <laughs> course, if we'd have, if we'd have chosen the other the other one, not the Tabaxi, we wouldn't have had the awesome Tabaxi, almost X-rated scenario that we had in our campaign. <laughs> we wouldn't have had to stand by with buckets of water. No. Yeah, it was awkward. It was awkward. <laughs> right. <laughs> Great role playing Academy Award. Yeah, I think it was that, I think that was good role playing, but. That's um, right. So then, um, also, you, so you fight the ghost ship, mm-hmm. um, which you guys destroyed, and <laughs> then you have to get in the rowboat because you can't get closer, um, and you get attacked by an invisible, an invisible stalker, mm-hmm. yep. which, which which is supposed to try to upend the rowboat. The adventure doesn't give you any data or stats for rolling or anything or how that works. So you kind of have to make that up on your own, which was a little bit frustrating. Right. Because I thought that would be cool if you guys are already knocked in the water. I mean, do Aarakocras swim? Yeah, no. I don't know. That wouldn't have been cool. There would no. be some rolling. Not not sorry that that didn't happen. Maybe some drowning. But yeah. I decided to, um, I, I rolled the die to see how well it hit the boat and it didn't roll great. So I decided it didn't really tip it over. Right. And then the- That's kind of standard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Most things that don't have explicit rules. I rolled a die, they rolled low, so nothing happened. Exactly. Or and the the final chapter, which is Thunder Cliffs, and I don't know if you want to put it up the map or not. We you basically have two places where you can land your rowboat, and we pick the one with the ship on it, uh, the uh, ship that's already there. Yes. And then bad things happen because there were well, people. It was a ship full of disgruntled workers, which you could have just talked to. And we didn't. We, no, if they would have to listened Steve. to what I told them, nothing bad would have happened. <laughs> I don't remember what you told them. If Steve decided to do a Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> no, I told them. <laughs> I don't remember what I told them, but I basically told them, "Get know your place, get down, whatever." I figured. I figured I would get them to back off, and they they took exception to that. You talked yes. to them aggressively. Yes. yes. If you were, yes. if you guys were nice at all, they would have just walked away. If you would have used that Northwest passive aggressive talk, maybe things would have been differently. But you were aggressive. aggressive. If I would have <laughs> actually walked to a real ship full of disgruntled people in real life in the Pacific Northwest, I totally would have been passive aggressive. Yes. <laughs> but I was not there. Yes. I was in bare uh, room. Now, and the the whole point of this uh, particular adventure, of course, is to get to the baddie at the end. But before you do that. Um, there are a little strange side quests on here, I guess, on the way, like some hags that. Yeah, there's some sea hags. Which, oh, yeah. yeah, we could have haggled with, but we didn't. We oh, haggled. Yeah, them. Oh, haggled. Huh? Like that. <laughs> entertain yeah. them. Yes, and we didn't. We just killed oh, them. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We could have entertained them. Darn it. I oh, well. I, I read there, it's like, oh, that was a missed opportunity. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> if we only had an entertainer with us. Exactly. I know, right? Um, 
So yeah, there's the sea hags. I, where are we at here? Encounters along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, there is the sick drow dude. Yeah. Uh, Who's another disgruntled person that would kind of help us if we healed him? And yeah, but you don't know that we didn't know that. You don't know that there is the weird blowhole. So, <laughs> let, so let's pause on that because I read about this, and this is something that uh, could cause a DM some anxiety. No, I thought it was great. I was, I was really hoping somebody would go in the blowhole. Because yes, because if you do this right, you end up getting plane shifted. Yes. Um, nice. If you're lucky, to the elemental yeah, I mean, plane we, of water. We, we did this, but the rolls. Or, were... but what was the other option? There's another option. You pop up into water deep or something like that. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. In the water outside water deep. Was that your thing, or was that in? That was in there. Uh, oh, that's in there. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Um. So DMs out there, uh, just be aware if that's what you want to do come up with something because that'd be a that'd be a after that because you're not going to come back you're the elemental plane of water you got to deal with it for now (laughs) i like what we did to steve's campaign and uh mad mage where we just kind of went off and did our own thing and now he's got to deal with the consequences (laughs) our that's fine of our crazy actions so you are you do whatever you're going to do i'll sort it out for you there you go I enjoyed the um, I enjoyed the mixing of the campaigns, um, so you guys had an open world sort of a thing. It was hard, but I really enjoyed it. Yes. And then at the end, you fight um, the big bad, mm-hmm. Gadrill, the Rift Reaver, and Evoker, and she's got two Hellhounds. And we can... beat her. We won. Yeah, you guys are so good at Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> It wasn't that challenging for you. I'm sorry, Steve, you missed it. Uh, well. Um, <laughs> can tell he's crushed. We, we leveled up, too. It was kind of a thud. Yeah. <laughs> well, this does allow you to um, go on to the next adventure, uh, which is, which, what is it called? There's Paul? two of them. Oh, okay. Um, I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Scrolling, no scrolling, scrolling. Ah, uh, yes. Continuing this story, um, it does. It, which is strange. It doesn't name the adventure when it says no, continuing the story. But you can go into um, Sleeping Dragon, Dragon's Wake, which is levels nine through eleven, and then afterwards you can go Divine Contention, which is eleven, which is uh, levels level. 11 through 13. And this is all part of the Dra- Dungeons and Dragons Essentials Kit. Um, yeah. code, code to, to do that. So the big question, what did you guys think about it? Yes, no. Would you recommend it? I would recommend it. Um, I would recommend they add a map. <laughs> um, since that's, that's the big thing for um, revealing where the bad guys are. Um, I don't. I will never get over that for something. No, you will not. <laughs> so I, what I did was I made a map, and then I did some um, drawing on that map, um, virtually, obviously, because of pandemic. And then I had to keep moving things around because I I didn't really read the adventure. <laughs> it became confusing about um, where these cliffs should, where these cliffs should be, which are not on the map that I used. 
Um, so I had to move to move those a couple of times, but not a big deal. It was fine. Right. Rebeculous. What'd you think? I, I, I liked it. I liked the length of it. Um, well, I liked my character, but that's, uh, as far as the adventure, it had a little bit of everything. It had some water. It had some land. Of course it had inns. Two dragons. Ours, ours had a mountain and some dragons. Mm-hmm. No, I liked it. Uh, he had to add I, the dra- yeah, he, he did have to add the dragons. I had to add the dragons. Almost never dragons. <laughs> That's good. Dragons. Yes, but I didn't know that. <laughs> yes, you didn't know that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I liked it. I thought it was great. That was great. Okay. Uh, our our very experienced and uh, D&D consultant, Steve, would you uh, think about this adventure and your recommendations you know, I, to future DMs on this one? Yeah, as a, I mean, as a player. I think for, especially for newer DMs, it's, it's really good. I like... It's kind of got that classic. It's not like a on rails adventure, but it's got an overarching plot and a lot of uh, extra content you can do, and you can kind of take it in different orders and whatnot. And I, I like adventures that aren't too scripted. Um, I think it's a good basic adventure for for especially for newer DMs. It's got some neat ideas. It's got a bunch of neat encounters and and places and. That's kind of what an adventure is for. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I liked it. I too. had fun playing it. I liked it too. I had a real fun uh, playing a bard on it. Uh, you know, the, the positive is that it gives you instructions how to scale up. Uh, it does give you some side quests in there that you can do or not do. Um, good narrative. Um, you, yeah. you know who you're fighting. The downside is it, you know, it threw in Merkel, which kind of will, cause some anxiety to a new DM if they don't know how to react to it. So my advice is either a leave it off or B uh, create some little side quests uh, dealing with that particular issue. The other thing is the map. I mean, the map was kind of a big deal because you find this map, which kind of guides you (laughs) to, to the main Talos forces that you're supposed to defeat, but it also has these other sites. So if I were, if I were a DM, you know, if you didn't want, if you want to kind of narrow it, don't put so many sites. Or if you do have sites, be prepared, have some side quests. Yes. Um, because what happened to still Paul was he had to create a bunch of side quests, which were fun. We had a really good time. I, I, I cheated. I pulled them off of things that we, from the right, area. But, play, but, but there is no, but cheating. that's okay. Yeah. yeah there, yeah, there's I mean, no cheating. Your job and, is to cheat. It the is. World yeah. Just because you, you cheat. Know, and I did cheat a little bit, like when you encountered the can I did I didn't really do random encounters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, we're gonna we're gonna fight giants now. I'm gonna roll a die and we're gonna fight giants. <laughs> yeah. Right. And That's the like great that. thing is the the previous adventures that are in the essentials kit, you actually can draw from that um and, and create these side quests. So you don't as a DM, you don't have to have that anxiety, you don't have to worry. It, it's pre-packaged for you in there. You just find uh you put an X on a map that relates yeah. to one a different adventure. I do that with uh, my homebrew. Um, I'll put something in there. And it's actually uh, a, a, a chapter or a side adventure in another campaign. And I, and I did that. And I know Steve has done that. Um, and it works out. So do, as a DM, don't feel, don't be freaked out if you have to come up with something because there are ways to make it easier for you. It's like, I would want my thing. I, my main thing is I just love playing with you guys. You guys are so much fun and you have such great characters. It's like, I loved um, Steve's character with his Baba. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and um, which was the name of his sword, I believe, right? Yes. yes. Yeah, Bill's character. It's my great, 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 great grandmother in that blade. That's yeah. right. Bill's character with his gnome that becomes a giant. Oh yes, he's a big and <laughs> that's great. Um, well, when Eric Coker is always weird. Um, wow, th- thanks for the couple. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, I'll figure out how, how their movement works. Um, um, how Doug was always in the other room. <laughs> As a sorcerer, he never, yeah, he never came too close. Check my fireball into that room. Very, we played very, very smart. I wasn't used to that from meow him. Meow. He's usually in the front all the time doing yeah. his thing. But yeah. the tracker meow meow was great flirting with you. Wonderful, not awkward at all. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, that's it for this adventure. Um, thank you all so much for listening and watching our show. Um, if you want to contact us again, you can uh, email us at geeksofcascadia at gmail.com. We have Facebook at uh, Geeks of Cascadia. We have Twitter at, at Geeks of Cascadia. Uh, is that all, Paul? We have a phone number any? that I don't have written down. <laughs> we have a phone number, which is really weird for a podcast, but we do have one. Oh, wait, it's 20861geeks. There you uh, go. Again, that, that's just voicemail. You can leave us a message. And please, mm-hmm. if you know how Eric Coker movement works, please call me and let me know because I really want to do this better. <laughs> yes. Um, we are currently in a uh, campaign, um, an undermountain campaign, though it kind of goes all over the place. And it's so you it's haven't been fun. in undermountain in a long we have, time. We had a long time. So I don't know if we're going to do a review of it because it's, it's weird. Hopefully we get back there. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm having fun. It doesn't matter. Um, but we will do a, uh, we are going to do a future review of Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. Yes. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Yep. And uh, we'll, we'll go into that. And so stay tuned for that. So uh, does anyone have any final thoughts before we go? I just want to thank you all for your patience. You guys are great. All right. Well, thank you very much. And I'll see you next time on Behind the DM Screen. Yep. This part of the episode is brought to you by Games Plus. From board games to role-playing games to miniatures, we have something for the whole family. Come to Games Plus in Lake Stevens, Washington. Now, back to our show. We are so informative. Don't you guys think? Don't you guys think the Eric Coker information was the best of no. all of that? I, I think we learned no, that, was... that not to have an Eric Coker in the camp. You learned not to have an Eric Coker in your party. It's a, it's a yes. challenge. I think that was fun. I think that was, I think we covered everything. Well, it was, it was kind of fun having to constantly make up the rules for how Eric Cokers move. That's why I did yes. it, to challenge you. It was a little and funny. what happens when they get hit by lightning and the effect of fire on feathers. A, like a lot. It just happened so much. It happened a lot. <laughs> I lost so many feathers. Well, now, that was a good review. It was long, but I hope I hope y'all enjoyed it. Yes. Yeah, we're gonna play a, play a, um, a role-playing game for um, weeks and weeks. You know, an hour is not too bad. To, yeah. You know. It's it's hard to, to summarize all that. Yeah. But yeah, that was cool. That was cool. So uh, still, Paul, you, um, you know, we still have our gang when we're, are, you, are we planning to go back to that at all or? Um, sure. I mean, I, 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 actually, I was tired of DMing, but because I got DM burnout, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm missing sure. DMing already. I, I sort of feel like when the campaign ends, the characters still live on and are just doing oh, things they do. while we're on other campaigns. There's no, still, that would be called downtime and I don't understand downtime. Well, you know what we could really do? It, you know what we could do is uh, when Candle Keep Adventures come out, we could, uh, you could just pull out one of those, you know? Sure. I'm torn with Candlekeep Adventures. Do I want to read it 
do I want to just play it and not know? I, I feel like I would change my character, though. Still Aarakocra, but uh, like you said, Hobbs, during the break, maybe a penguin. So Polly wouldn't have to deal with the flight issue. <laughs> just might just are, lower my speed a little. Um, what I liked is you didn't but, take advantage of the flight because you can't. Uh, if a player has a, a character that flies, you can really take advantage of that and kind of. I didn't even uh, think about it until the had issues with it. I didn't even know. Yeah, no, you did. You did a good job. I, well, because some players can go, okay, I can fly, so I'll just whenever we're fighting anyone, I'll just fly high enough and just lob arrows and I'll never get hit, you know? So, uh, well, um, if I'd have known that, I would have done that. Yes. <laughs> Jeremy yes. Crawford, figure this out. Yes. Yes. He's listening right now. I'm I sure. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. Um, Any, so, anything else? I, you know, I, I don't think I have anything else. I, I am looking forward to Monday though. Um, Me too. The game that we've got going. Um, also, I, I've done some writing uh, for the other when we go back to my campaign. Um, so I've got cool. some stirred up there, especially for you, Rebeculus. So. Yeah, you got some hot scenes between me and just, oh, my character got all kidnapped and whatnot. Oh. Yeah, yes, your character Uh-oh. did. Uh-oh. By a succubus. That's what yeah. happens oh, when geez. you oh. let, when you I follow just, your heart and not your head. That's what happens. You end up with a succubus. I just, I, I did the old, <laughs> Might be okay. uh, what do you call it? The honey, the honey bucket trick, you know, mm-hmm. there you go. Yep. I she's going to go for it. Right I, in. I knew it. You did. You did. did and you I hesitate. I go, I bet she wouldn't even hesitate. Didn't you? No, I could tell by the way you were asking too. You're like, are you going to go with her? And I'm like, yep. Yep. Well, I am kidnapped. Well, just remember the first right. three letters in succubus. Okay. never mind. Cool. All right. Anyway, does anyone have, <laughs> have anything else? I got nothing. Um, our, the um, OrcaCon um, badges for 2022 are on sale now. Oh, my stars. Go to orcacon.org because we're super hopeful that um, this will be better by then. And I if it so. is, if it is, you know, everyone, probably even more people than ever before are going to want to physically go to this thing. Oh, yes. So gonna meet us this is going to be like Yes. Tickets are going to be flying if we're all allowed. And to. hopefully we'll all be vaccinated by then. You know, that'd be great. I have faith that we will. All right. Well, I think that's about it. So I'll just sign off with saying embrace the nerd. Not really, though. Just do the elbow. And I hope you make that saving throw. <laughs> podcast this podcast is brought to you by OrcaCon. you can talk about your stupid air crocra there you go oh did i say that three two one loud? okay you yeah. did all right you did you my stupid air coker that you keep healing so you I must do. really like I me do. well my my character happy tracker meow meow loves the air crocra we're good buds delicious yeah I will not allow an Aarakocra in my campaign. No. Unless, of course, it's flightless. But maybe a you penguin. Aarakocra. Penguin oh my God. Aarakocra. That would actually be kind of fun. I wonder, what the move, I wonder what the movement would be. The speed. <laughs> <laughs> a waddle speed of 20. No, I don't know. <laughs>